peeps, please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. All right, so now that that's out of the way, let's get into this. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine, is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented, and the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread 
criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement and we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again. What is going on, friends and family? That is what it's all about. I know that we, uh, I think that's the third time now, pretty much in a row, I think I've played that uh, clip. And uh, the fam just loves it. Everybody loves it. I love it, obviously. So uh, incredible. That's that's what we're doing, and that's why we're doing it. So thank you, President Trump, who will remain our president for another four years. So also, of course, we have got our good friend Craig just informed on with us today. We came on a few hours early, so hopefully everybody will get the notification. If you could go ahead and, you know, just kind of let people know that we went live. Everybody, you know, hello out there on DLive, hello out there on Facebook and Twitter and Periscope and Twitch and all the different platforms everybody is on watching this. Love you. Appreciate you. Looking forward to hanging out with you. And thanks a bunch, Craig, for, for coming on. We've got uh, a lot to talk about. How you doing? Doing very well, Robert. Thank you for having me on again. Uh, it's always a pleasure to come on the show, and uh, we got a lot to cover here today. So I kind of, I guess, I'll just let you go into it since we have a lot to go through. <laughs> so much to go into, and you know, right now we just had some some breaking news uh, that I guess Iran they created some online hit list of U.S. government officials who helped conduct and certify the 2020 U.S. presidential election. Federal officials announced on Wednesday. So it's titled Enemies of the People. The list was framed as a call to arms for supporters of President Donald Trump to take revenge on more than a dozen federal and state officials, as well as employees of the voting equipment manufacturer Dominion Voting System. So I saw this just pop up. It's like on CBS or NBC, one of those lamestream uh, legacy medias. But then I saw a, a tweet that just popped up from uh, Disclosed TV, and it says, President Trump 
on his way out to Florida. And I guess Trump says, if one American is killed, I will hold Iran responsible. So there is some stuff going down right now. So that's something to uh, definitely keep an eye on. So that just came out. And, you know, I plan on us covering, um, you know, Trump. He vetoed that in uh, the NDAA. He also, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about the COVID um, lack of relief uh, program, uh, his executive order, uh, the an operation that I'd like to see happen, you know, Operation Recall Traders. So I'll talk about that a little bit. Um, obviously, we'll talk a little bit about Pence and his role as the, uh, the president of the Senate and what that could mean. And then um, also show you what YouTube's been doing to our channel here for a while. So it seems like every video clip that we play now, you know, we're getting um, the visibility of the show is being, you know, you know, just pushed way down. And then, um, you know, they hit us with all kinds of copyright claims. And anyways, yeah, we've lost over 148,000, 150,000 uh, family members on this on this uh, channel. So it's crazy. Uh, my kid was just showing this, showing that to me. And uh, my son also, Aaron, also made that intro video too. So big, uh, big thanks to Aaron. I love you, boy. Thanks a bunch. But yeah, let me uh, share the screen here really quick. Let's go over here to, let's just share the whole thing. Let's see. All right. Change the branding here a little bit so that way people will be able to see us. There we go. All right. So this was the news that we just saw. Yeah, this or I just told you about December 23rd. So this was uh, 1.30. So like what, 45 minutes ago or so. This is what they were talking about. So keep an eye on this. I don't, this is legacy news. So I don't pay a lot of attention to it, but keep an eye on uh, Florida. See what's going on over there. Keep an eye on uh, Trump's tweets and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we'll start off with this right here. So you saw that uh, today he uh, vetoed the NDAA. That was the $732 billion defense bill. So he calls, it, <clears throat> excuse me, he calls it a gift to China and Russia. And the reason why he did that uh, is because not only is there a lot of pork in it, and not only is it uh, a gift to China and Russia, but the things that were in it that he said was so imperative that remain in there, things like, you know, the repeal of 230 or at least, um, you know, redefining what Section 230 is. That's the uh, Communications Decency Act. Uh, they took that out. All right. And then they also put in that they would be able to rename military bases, people that they feel, you know, aren't pro their movement, you know, the good old cancel culture. So Trump vetoed that. And I'm glad that he did. Um, anything you want to add on that? Well, I was reading somewhere and I wasn't able to confirm this beside, you know, seeing some screenshots and polls from, from tweets uh, that what ended up happening um, was inside of that NDAA or no, excuse me, inside the omnibus, the COVID bill, is a uh, an actual um, insert right in that will take away the uh, presidential authority, the executive authority to uh, call to use the Insurrection Act, right? And I thought of President Trump basically showing them that he's not afraid to veto, um, and I think that's what the NDAA really came down to, along with the fact that uh, you know obviously he talked about the Section Two Thirty, uh, you know prohibition that he wants to just or get rid of it i guess altogether so yeah that's pretty much all i have on that so far uh, i thought the the omnibus and the, and the the covid relief bill is much more uh what we should be focusing on the ndaa president trump's been signaling for a while he was going to veto it so we kind of knew this was coming this shouldn't be a shock to anybody if you've been paying attention for a while but those of you who just like kind of are catching on to it uh out there yeah it's it's definitely a, it changes the game uh, so to speak and uh, President Trump's 
got a lot going on. I want to talk about a few things later. We'll talk about, um, you know, Pat, Pat Burns. We're going to talk about uh, hopefully get into kind of his meeting with General Flynn and Sidney Powell in the White House. Uh, hopefully we can touch on that briefly and talk about Pat Cipollone and uh, talk about all that, you know, because I think those are some uh, pressing issues that have everything to do with the uh, President Trump's decisions from here between here and January 6th as well. Yeah, yeah. So between <laughs> it's not a covid relief bill. It's the end of America bill. That's um, when you start reading through it. It's ridiculous what these people are are trying to do. It's it's ridiculous how these so-called elected officials, and I actually question how many of them are actually lawfully, legally elected, knowing what we know about the uh, the voting system. And whenever we talk about uh, you know the the words we're not supposed to use on YouTube regarding uh, voting, we'll just call it shenanigans. All right. So everybody out there in the fam, you know, listening when we're talking about shenanigans, we're talking about what's going on in our current voting system or lack thereof. But yeah, within that um, America killing bill, you're right. It takes away the power for uh, the Insurrection Act. It removes, it appears, uh, money for the wall. I know this stuff has been kind of covered um, extensively by other people, so I don't want to, you know, push this down people's throats too much. What I'd rather, you know, because we know this is a problem, but rather kind of focus on a solution. And so, you know, there's so many things within there that basically strips Americans of their freedoms. And not to mention that like 80 something percent of the money or even more goes to other countries like you see right here. I mean, you can see that you know it's basically funding terrorism in some of these spots. That's what they're using our taxpayer dollars for. They're, ex they're essentially, you know, they're creating money out of thin air. So for people that, you know, have a little bit of an economics understanding or fiscal policies, you know, that when you start creating money out of thin air, pretty much dilutes all the other money out there. And we haven't really seen that hyperinflation or that inflation yet because we are still the world's reserve currency. And so they keep kicking the can down the road. But say, for instance, China or somebody like that became the world's reserve currency, you would see our currency just, it would be, it would have to be like an act of war or something because our currency would just implode because right now it's worth what it's worth because of our, our military pretty much. And because of the, um, it being the world reserve currency, but they're printing money like crazy. It's like what, $28 trillion now or something like that. You know, it's well, just, uh, I gotta say, I'm always reminded, like you see these numbers, I'm glad you pulled up this graphic. It's so important for people to understand that the numbers that we're talking about going out to other countries around the world that are, and I believe this is what's packed into the omnibus. So I, I want to just tell people, it's like that um, there's a meme where it's like, you keep saying financial, you're financially conservative, I'm not really sure you understand what that means. You know what I mean? And these people don't, they, they don't understand what the word conservative means because if they did like Lindsey Graham wouldn't be sending $10 million to Pakistan for gender equity programs. And, uh, and that the list goes on. That was just one of, of dozens of ridiculous uh, uh, pork uh, add-ons that were put in this bill, which ultimately amount to our government uh, showing its true colors in the fact that our Congress is not working for the American people. Our Congress is paid and operated by special interests and lobbyists who are paid for by foreign interests that want to fleece America for every dime we have. This is basically, this bill reminds me of what we were, they tried to get us to sign on to that President Trump pulled us on, out of with the Climate Paris Accord in, in the sense that you're talking about uh, billions and billions and billions of dollars just being sucked out of our economy 
and um, and and basically the taxpayers are left to foot the bill when you know we benefit nothing from paying for border security in Jordan. We benefit nothing from paying for and and if and, and the other hypocrisy of the hypocrat uh, the Democrats is, you know, we'll pay for other countries to have strong borders, yet here in America our borders are you know they want everything to be open and we shouldn't even have a wall and we should just let everybody in. So these people are are lobbying for the wholesale destruction of America. You're right. This this bill is basically the destruction of America bill. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you, when you uh, laid it all out that way. Yeah, I mean, it's just so packed full of pork and so packed full of just things that just kill our liberties and, and our rights. Um, there's so many things that could be exploited and it could be twisted. You know how they love to twist things. So, so many things that uh, are just horrible there. And, you know, that's that's why one of the things that I would love to see happen is basically like a, a recall action. Um, you know, I, I call it like, a, you know, like Operation Recall Traitors, because that's what these people are. These people are straight up traitors to our country. They are not doing any of this stuff for us. They are doing it for themselves and for their friends and for the special interests, like you mentioned. You know, I get um, I get buddies that, you know, watch, you know, Steve Bannon and they say, you know, you shouldn't shouldn't talk about, you know, using the military. You shouldn't talk about that stuff. You should do like what Steve says and just, you know, focus on uh, things that aren't, that aren't fantasy land and things like that. And it's like, well, I get that. And, and I love Steve, but, you know, expecting all these elected leaders to do their, to do their jobs for the people we've seen, we've just been failed over and over and over again. And I mean, you look at these swing states where we have all these shenanigans going on. These places, most of these legislatures, I think five of the six or maybe all six are Republican held. Yet these people are keeping us from being able to examine machines. These people are allowing things that are completely illegal and unconstitutional to take place. And yes, calling these people and calling them out and putting a spotlight on them, I think is very important because you need, you know, they always say sunlight is the best disinfectant and that's true. And you can see that it helps. It, it really does help. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're fighting for our so-called Republicans just to do the right thing. And what I wonder is how many of these people are bought and paid for? Like you see Swallows well, right? He's, you know, you see Hunter Biden, you see all these different people, you know, the Biden crime family, you see all these people that are, you know, even cocaine Mitch, you know, the, the head of the Senate, right? Uh, you know, the, the, the leader, leader of the Senate, right? You see all these people that appear to be extremely compromised. And then you look at how they vote. And you see things like this out of 100 freaking senators. So I guess we had two that didn't show up or just you know decided not to vote. But out of these bills that basically end America, the only people that we can count on looks like is Blackburn, Cruz, Johnson, Lee, Paul, Scott. That's it. All right. And then you go over to the House. You got 53. That's that's it. We only had 53 Congress people stand up for us. So these are the patriots. These are the people we need to support. And I say that everybody that's that's on the yay list, those appear to be traitors. Those appear, appear to be people that need to be recalled. Those are people. And I realize we don't, we need to get through this election first, and we need to you know shore up the Senate. But I think we spend the next four years, you know, making sure that we recall traitors. We get all these people out of office. And I also say that all these people should be, they should be investigated just like Trump was. Anybody that takes public office, I think they should personally have their financials audited as well as their close family members. They should all be audited as well. These are things that I've said before. And I truly believe that it needs to happen because 
our country is not is not our country right now. It's been infiltrated, you know, by the CCP. It's been infiltrated, you know, through, you know, shenanigans, all kinds of things. So we're going to end up like Venezuela or we're going to end up like, you know, a servant to China, you know, best case scenario, if we allow these these travesties, these in, these injustices to continue to happen. So we as we the people need to stand up and say, you know what? enough enough these people need to be recalled so whatever process you know to to remove these people from office it's constitutional needs to happen so if there's if it's a recall if it's an impeachment whatever it is these people should be impeached these people should be recalled they are obvious traitors to the constitution to the republic to the people and something something has to happen so i, I think we should start an operation called recall traitors operation recall traitors keep it constitutional keep it you know you know uh, non-violent of course but uh, that right there, I think, needs to happen. These people need to know that they're being called out, and uh, this stuff isn't going to stand. They they need to do their jobs and, and look out for the people. I think you're right. I think ultimately, there's there's limited recourse at this moment because of the time constraint yeah. we find ourselves in. We are in the midst of a transition that, if it goes through, if President Trump's not able to pull off what we pretty are very sure, you and me at least, and, and a lot of people I know. He'll be able to do which is retain his uh, administration's position of power then you know if a biden gets in we are in we are in danger zone territory i mean that's pretty much gonna be one of the uh, final nails in the coffin for our at least our free and fair electoral democracy in my opinion because you cannot have a democracy that's run by uh, a bunch of politicians who are 100 beholden to the special interests which are bought and paid for by foreign adversaries. You have Russia, China, and the list goes on all the way down through, uh, you know, every other country you can imagine, whether it goes down to Qatar or goes down to um, other Middle Eastern nations, Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's amazing the amount of influence that was sold in, into our government and how they've basically they've learned our system and, and they've been spending the last however many decades writing, re reshaping, reframing our, our uh, government um, through legislative action to make it more and more easy for them to exert their influence over our government. So yes, if we recall everyone, that would be an ideal uh, scenario, but also to your point about the uh, mil use of the military and Steve Bannon and, and everyone saying that we shouldn't uh, think of these, these far-fetched ideas. I would say that, you know, at what, where is the line in the sand? Where do we draw the line, which will not be crossed? Where do we say enough is enough? Because right now I see many, many members of Congress who are completely um, compromised by the Chinese Communist government. I, have an, I see an incoming president whose son has been compromised by the Chinese Communist government. I see him himself engaged in deals where he's getting, you know, hold 10% for the big guy. I'm assuming that that is referring to the supposedly president-elect Joe Biden, which I don't believe that, but I'm saying... The mainstream media is is part and parcel. They're they're complicit in the the deception, the cover up. You have the big tech tyrants. All these companies, these corporations are they just want to expand their global share of revenue and and to ex expand their power. And at the end of the day, the people pulling the strings behind those corporations are the same ones who are buying the in influence in Washington. And uh, we, the American people, are are basically getting shut down by a huge amount of money power and influence that has uh been kept under the wraps for a long enough time they were you know it was the trojan horse you know they all came in while we weren't looking 
President Trump basically said, hey, you know, you need to look that gift horse in the mouth and see what you're up against. And we did. And now we're in a very compromised position as a nation, because think about what happens if the military is used. And we're talking about the uh, national security implication is that we will be faced with a civil war. And I think people, you know, they, they laugh when they say that. I don't think it's a joke. I think that you've radicalized enough individuals inside of our country and you, you've shown that, that state governments, governors are willing to uh, not comply with, with, you know, the federal government as far as what, you know, their, their powers are and how they balance each other out. So, you know, and you have people like Cuomo who is willing to do what he did in nursing homes. You have people like, um, uh, what's her name, Whitmer in, in Michigan, who's willing to, to put people under house arrest and, and to have these draconian lockdowns. I'm out in California, where it's it's basically a full communist country, one party state. We're basically Venezuela with a little bit better economy. Uh, we're just not eating people yet or cats and dogs. Um, and and I, I mean, I think that something has to change. And, and our, the one thing that our foreign adversaries want more than anything else, I can, you mark my words on this, they want this. They want us to be fighting each other. They want us to destroy ourselves from within. That's been the plan. That's been the plot to destroy America uh, since the globalists got involved in this game. And I guess this has been a game that's been being played for a long time. I mean, remember what Dwight Eisenhower said about the military industrial complex. I mean, we're talking about this is not something new. This is something that has been taking place over decades and decades. So I, I believe that we should all really do two things. First, Focus on God and Jesus Christ. That's the one thing our nation needs to get back to. We need to get back to Jesus and God and, and an understanding of, of what that means in our lives. And secondly, we do need to start holding the people in positions of power accountable. And we need to start, you know, and I guess the third thing, if I could add one, would be, uh, you know, vote with your dollars and where you put your time and effort. So don't use the big tech platforms. Don't give them the power to control you. I mean, it's it's okay to go on social medias and, and things like YouTube and use them to get your message out because you have to use their platform. But, you know, if you have a choice, you know, switch your internet browser to whatever and, and switch your, your search engine to whatever and, and stop giving them the power, you know, use alternative social media platforms as much as you can. Uh, do little things like that if you want to know what you can do personally and then call your congressman, hold them accountable, put their feet to the fire, write them letters, give them phone calls, flood their call lines, uh, leave messages, tell them what you think and why you think it, and uh, make them understand that that they are representing you. They're not representing the, the, the special interest group that they meet, the lobbying corporation that they meet when they go to D.C. They're not representing them, yet time and time again, you have people that, you know, they just want to go to the cocktail parties and have the, the nice, uh, you know, uh, cushy jobs after they leave political office. And, and those are the kind of people that we should be kicking out of our government as soon as it's humanly possible, because they're the ones who are traitors. They're the ones who are treasonous. They're the ones who will sell us out and will undermine our sovereignty and security without even realizing it just because they want to make a paycheck. thousand percent, a thousand percent. I mean, you know, to, to go back to Steve, um, you know, a little bit on, on the military again, like like we keep talking about, you see there's there's 53 patriots in the House. You see there looks like there's six patriots in the Senate. I mean, you see our justice system. You see how it's failed to to act upon the Hunter Biden laptop that they've had for over a year. You see how the Supreme Court just punts the punts the constitutional cases out of the court 
he doesn't even hear him. You hear things that, you know, Roberts, you know, hates Trump. And you hear, um, well, you see all these district courts and, and uh, federal courts, how they just rule against um, all these cases, not based on the merits, but based on standing or latches or whatever technicality they can just basically get get away from, um, you know, get away from having to, to rule on something. Um, you see our legislatures, our assemblies, all these different, even Republican held, they're not doing their job and they're looking for any way to get out of this. And they're hoping that, you know, Biden gets in and they're doing their part to try to make that happen because, you know, at the end of the day, Trump's making them work harder. He's, uh, you know, probably cutting off funds because, I mean, if you look like Zuckerberg, you know, Phil Klein has a lawsuit, um, you know, Amistad pro uh, project, you know, against uh, the states that were taking Zuckerberg money. Do the math really quick. I mean, supposedly Zuckerberg gave about 500 million to these swing states to essentially force them to conduct their shenanigans in a certain way or they would claw back the money so the basically the, the election was privatized it was run essentially by facebook in these or zuckerberg and his money uh, you know in those in those key states so he spent 500 million how much do you think it costs to buy an assemblyman or how much do you think it costs to buy a, a congressman or a senator i mean if he threw 500 million bucks just at this what do you think the ccp pays these people because we keep hearing more and more about how the ccp is in bed um, in our country we know that back in 1963 they they put a plan forward to take to take over the u.s how did they plan on doing that? By taking over, you know, our house, by taking over our Senate, by taking over our movies, by taking over our press, by taking over our health care, by taking care of taking over <clears throat> the things that we use in daily lives through like corporations and whatnot. And they've succeeded. So, you know, I, I don't know that we can really trust our government, you know, most of it to do the right thing. Now, obviously, there's lots of paths forward that uh, Trump wins. We know that he's going to win. He has all the power. He can do it. He could do it today if he wanted. Um, he's letting this kind of play out the constitutional path. And I think he's showing us how broken everything is. And more and more people are waking up, just like you're seeing that huge rally that they're going to have there on January 6th, where, you know, probably a million or more people are going to be there. It's, you know, people are waking up, which is a good thing. So that way we don't ever go back to this moment, because right now everybody is getting really upset. Everybody's getting really sick to their stomach. Everybody's, you know, really just you know, like they're, they're, it's not healthy how people are feeling right now because they're being shown. They're being shown how bad things really are. And I mean, if you look, here's more shenanigans right here. I mean, this is just blatant. This is just in your face type stuff where you've got like Pennsylvania, their own election data ported straight from the government site, found that 191,725 shenanigan records were edited or fixed after election day. So, I mean, we know that we could be here, we could do the whole entire talk today just on all the irregularities and shenanigans that, you know, that we've seen that Peter Navarro laid out in the Immaculate uh, Deception, plus, you know, Texas's lawsuit, plus Sidney Powell, all that stuff. Phil Klein's, we could be here all day just talking about how this was completely uh, not fair. And that's just a polite way of putting it. These people are straight up trying to steal our country from us and it's being exposed. So you can see now what I liked was this guy named Matt Brannard. Everybody's heard of him, I'm sure. Uh, he says, due to a change in the Georgia state constitution, government officials lose sovereign immunity on January 1st. Now I haven't personally um, you know, checked into this, but this is what he's saying. I'm organizing to sue personally 
in civil court any election official who does not correctly execute their duties in the runoff election. So this would be down there in Georgia, all right? So he's going to take it a step further and personally sue these people for basically not fulfilling their constitutional oath that they took. So that's good. This is a good start, right? But obviously, we need to make sure that, um, you know, we get those two Senate seats. We need to make sure that Trump is reelected. And then we need to make sure we drain this freaking swamp, right? So we need to help. You can see that, um, you know, this stuff is just right in our face again. I mean, this here is Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. We know that uh, he's under, um, you know, criminal investigations. This guy, he's not supposed to be our president. We know this. He, this guy's a career criminal. He's been robbing the American people probably his entire 47 years that he's been in office between him, his brother, his son, and whoever else, you know, he brings in. But this is a really good article that um, that everybody should read. And again, this is all just stated facts. These are all facts that you can point to. And how this guy, I mean, if this was a Republican, there's no way that he would even be considered for presidency with all of this shadowy stuff that's been happening. This here talks about, this is on the Epoch Times, about how the CCP, like I said, since 63, they've been infiltrating us. This here, we know that there was that list that was leaked by inside China because there's there's a civil war of sorts going on there where there's a lot of really good people in China that don't like you know, living under the conditions they're living. And so there's people that are speaking out and there's people that are leaking out information. And they leaked out that list of 1.95 million CCP people that are in different parts of the world, right? Whether it's the UK or Australia or here in the US. And this article here highlights some of that stuff where it talks about IBM and 3M and Pepsi, you know, that um, house Chinese Communist uh, Party units in this leaked database that just came out. It says hundreds of Chinese Communist Party members are embedded within the Chinese divisions of major US corporations from IBM to PepsiCo to 3M. A leaked CCP member database revealed. It talks here, I'm not gonna read this whole thing, just the highlighted part. It says um, most of the members in the database are from the country's southeastern coastal metropolis of Shanghai. New York headquartered tech firm IBM has at least two dozen party units with 808 members in China. 3M, a manufacturer of consumer and health care goods, including N95 respirators and other medical products critical to preventing the Rona spread, employs at least 230 CCP members within five party units. PepsiCo, the multinational snack and beverage company, has 45 employees. Then you've got uh, Dow Chemical Company, one of the, the world's three largest chemical producers, has 337 CCP members. Other notable U.S. firms on the list include Weston Hotel and Resorts, owned by Marriott, 23 there. Uh, Nelson Holdings, 94 there. Mars Food, 14 there. MetLife, 31 there. Earlier media reports have also highlighted CCP members present at U.S. Aerosport, aerospace company Boeing. You know who makes Air Force One, right? Imagine that. So you've got, um, it looks like there's 287 CCP members back in 2016 for Boeing. And then you got U.S. pharmaceutical giant Pfizer, okay, who's making the Rona, um, you know, vaccine with at least 69 party members. So j just that handful of corporations right there, I mean, that is... It's critical infrastructure. I mean, not to mention Boeing, you got commercial flights, you have, of course, Air Force One, all that type of stuff. God only knows, you know, what uh, what they've been sharing with, with China. Um, it says now the West, the free world need to wake up and start fighting back against the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, it's it's true. It is so true. They're just embedded everywhere, whether well, it's let, in the Senate, you know. Tech let me just all. comment on that, because if you think about it, there were some calculated decisions being made back during the Obama administration, previous administrations. The calculated decisions were this. They 
knew that that was the cost of doing business with China. They wanted access to the, the market that China had to offer. They wanted to expand our global influence in that sphere. What they didn't um, anticipate, I believe, fully was the level of criminal um, corruption that the Chinese Communist Party would engage in, the sabotage, the espionage, corporate espionage, and, and, and other things that were, that were going to be coming with what they were signing on to. Now, this is where you, know, you talk about greed clouding people's judgment. And that's where we, we came to it, whether it was greed clouding people's judgment or it was a calculated move to undermine the, the economic security of our country, regardless of what that was. Remember, they made the calculated decision to enter the Chinese market. They had to play ball with the CCP. The CCP placed their members. They engaged in corporate espionage. They stole the intellectual property. Then what did they do? <clears throat> they started up alternate companies. And, and manufacture the exact same things using the exact same intellectual property. And then they undercut us globally because they had a bigger manufacturing base, which we helped them build. So this has been, the Chinese have been playing the long game. And that's something that people need to really understand when it comes to understanding the threat from China. Now, President Trump understands that threat. Unfortunately, a guy like Joe Biden basically whether by you know whether he chose to because he was actively participating in the plot to destroy America or he just did it out of a you know self-interest where he wanted to enrich himself and his family that doesn't matter that the damage has already been done now the idea of him taking office is is just beyond anything I could ever imagine that's why I always say I don't see how the military, Knowing what they know, military intelligence, more most specifically, and President Trump knowing what he knows, and and the federal government really, which has totally been undermined and and infiltrated by the Chinese Communists, I don't understand how they could let this happen. And I think, moreoverly, this kind of thing is all a part of the the structured, uh, basically declassification of the infiltration to show us exactly how far we've been infiltrated and say, look, you need to wake up because if you allow this to continue, what will end up happening is exactly what I'm predicting, what you're predicting, what a lot of people out there have been predicting for a long time now. And that is that China will overtake us and that America will lose everything it's been built on. It's, it's exceptional uh, nature. It's and, and it's uh, the constitution, the bill of rights. And these things will not just go, you know, slowly they will be gone in a heartbeat because these people are only in it for themselves they do not think of the the country they do not think of what's best for our nation they think of the global uh you know you have to destroy the, in their mind i believe that they think oh you have to crack a few eggs to make an omelet and they don't mind destroying the united states to get the, the ends of their means which is to have a global society because a lot of people are you know already sold on the one world government they want that and they would want it, especially if you're talking about the globalists, these corporate, you know, cartels, they want it to be run like the CCP, where they don't have to follow laws. You go to CCP, you go to the Communist Chinese, it's about guanxi, right? That means who, that means favor, that means greasing, that's bribery, that's that's who you have in your pocket, who are you friends with, who's your inside guy? Guanxi is how they run the Chinese communist system, the dictatorship. It's about who you know and how much you're willing to pay to get what you want it has nothing to do with laws. It has nothing to do with justice. It has everything to do with favor. So that's the system that they want for our entire world. And I think people need to wake up for to it because 
this is should be our the alarm should be going off now when you look at a list like this and see how far deeply they've infiltrated our major companies and like you said Pfizer making this vaccine that's supposedly supposed to save us all from a you know give us a vaccine with a a vaccine with a 98 or 95% rate against a 98 9.9% it's like nothing makes sense or if you look at other companies IBM you're talking about infrastructure there uh, 3M, you're talking about medical infrastructure, you know, uh, infrastructure, and then all of the global distributors of, of food and, and all that. They, it's a calculated move that they've made over years. And uh, look, I, I think you're you're right to point this out. I think that our leaders, whether, like I said, whether by choice to destroy us or choice to just enrich themselves, have sold us out and they've put us in a position where, you know, if if guy like Joe Biden gets in, I mean, you might as well just start teaching your kids Mandarin at that point, because, I mean, that's where we're going to be headed. And uh, he's a complete sellout dunce moron. And I hate to be so frank, but that's truly what he is. The guy can't put together a sentence and he wants to run this country. Yesterday, he called uh, the, the reporter, the younger Ducey, who asked him the question about Hunter Biden again, because he's the only guy who will ask that question. He told he literally called him a one horse pony. Well, I don't know about you, but. I don't know what a one horse pony is. I guess I know what a one trick pony is, but this guy can't put together a sentence and he's going to be the leader of the free world. And that's just an anecdotal thing. It's, it's kind of a off the cuff, but this guy, he is dangerous because, because he is so easily manipulated and he has no idea what he's doing. And he's just trying to save his own rear end right now. And uh, I think we all need to really wake up to that or else what are we, what's yeah. next? You know, Robert, uh, what do you think? Yeah. So, I mean, with Biden, obviously um, he doesn't have the faculties to be the president, obviously through shenanigans. The only reason why we're even talking about him is because, you know, whatever you want to call it, the deep state shadow government, what, whatever you want to call it, put him there. Right. So I mean, we you can this, see this Will Benny, Bill Benny, the former NSA director put out on his Twitter the other day, a very interesting statistic where you look at, the numbers of eligible voters versus registered voters and, and then the in, in engagement rate in the election where, you know, it, it was about 140 million people uh, were in, involved in voting, uh, you know, as according to statistics coming out uh, from, I think it was the New York Times that actually gave the statistics saying it's about 60% of a number that came to about 140 million. So if you take that number as fact, right, that it was 140 million people who went out and voted and you can, and, and they say, a publicly reported, President Trump got 74 million votes. Well, I don't know about you, but I can do some kind of math, very limited math. Million but, uh, that would only leave about 66 million votes for, for Biden, yet they're telling us he got 81 million. I mean, nothing adds up in this election. The shenanigans go beyond anything I could ever, uh, you could ever make up. I mean, you couldn't make up a movie where they like, because nobody would go watch it because nobody would believe that there would be people dumb enough to be like, yeah, you know, hey, 81 million, 74 million, but it doesn't add up and you're off by like 8, 10 million. It's all good. Like, uh, we'll just accept it, except that's the world we live in today. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, if you if you look at the just mainline polls, over 50 percent of the country thinks that there was, you know, rampant shenanigans and they don't think that he's uh, legitimate. And we all know that he's not. We did, uh, I think it was Sunday, we did a show where we talked about, uh, I went in depth on Peter Navarro's uh, report and then also covered that. That is just like the smoking gun evidence. There's like 13 million 
you know, unaccounted for votes that somehow just using simple math shows that the whole thing is shenanigans, right? So um, they they expect the American people just to shut up, sit down, and take well, and the it. The worst and the worst part is, Robert. I got to be honest. You know, you come on these big tech platforms, and of course, we're doing our best to follow the the whatever the guidelines. But it, it's it's really sad because part of the way they get away with it is by doing the censorship by saying you can't talk about this. This this topic is off, you know, off limits. It's forbidden. You can't speak about freely about things that you can see happening in real time. And this is a part of the command control dictatorship that the communists have in China. This is exactly out of the communist Chinese playbook, right? You shut down the ability for your opponents, your, your political dissenters to speak freely about your corruption. And if you take that away, then you can get away with murder. And that's what we're seeing happening here. And I think that Ultimately, you know, I saw the comment from your your the, the great audience. You guys, by the way, thank you so much to everybody out there watching. You guys are the best. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button for my, my friend Robert here. But look, you see it when they talk about, yeah, it was about Kamala Harris. Of course. You know, it's you think Biden's going to last, you know, more than a year in the office. I don't know, but uh, it would seem unlikely. And uh, these people are part of something that is really terrifying. Like I said before, I've said this on the, your channel before, it's the Chinification of our, of our internet, but moreover of society at large, you know, the, the, the instill installment of this communist dictatorship style of, of governing where I live in California. Let me tell you, it is a one party state. There is no, I mean, you know, there's some red parts, red counties here and there, but for the, for the most part, this state is run as a one party state full communist state you go into these major cities and it's all about corruption it's all about bribery it's all about you know turning a blind eye to the homeless problems and, and the drug addictions and letting prison letting violent criminals out of prison because it's a part of a, a systematic systematic order of chaos that's meant to destroy society to enrich those who are already powerful and further uh, hurt those who don't have, you know, who are trying to make it up the, the ladder, right? The, the social ladder, you know, trying to get out of lower class to, to upper to uh, middle class, you know, and to take the middle class and put them, push them down further because you can't have equity in a society that is, you know, you can't have a, a society that's fair when you don't have law and order and, and equity for those who are involved in it. And I'm not talking about social justice and that kind of racial equity. I'm talking about, you know, equity for those who are involved, those the taxpayers, the people who fund the the day-to-day -day operations of our government. Those people are the ones who get chewed up and spit out by this uh, bureaucracy that's basically run by a bunch of, you know, I, you know, it's it's I can't even tell you these people out here are psychos, man. They they make bills and write laws that you're like what are you talking about? You know, like you got somebody that's a 12 gender non-binary, you know, unicorn telling you that, you know, you're, you can't speak freely and you're in the United States of America because it might hurt somebody's feelings. And these are the people that run Silicon Valley. I, I don't see this ending well, to be quite frank. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. I truly, I've said this several times, so I won't go into it um, for everybody, but I really think that 80% of the country is uh, conservative, 19% socialist, 
you know, just traditional Democrat type things uh, and one percent, the AOCs. And when you look at places like California, it was red up until 2008. I had told people I'd even place bets that uh, Trump would get um, over 335 electoral votes. And it appears that he got as maybe as many as 410. One of the things that we've, we've found is um, like California, for instance, um, we know that up until like 2008, it was red. Uh, we know that um, when people were having elections and things like that, um, same types of things would happen. The votes would stop at night and the person that was leading, well, by morning, that person was now losing. We've seen people like Feinstein you know, Pelosi, all these people just get reelected with 80% of the vote all the time. Um, and, but the thing is, is I don't know anybody that really votes for them. And I understand that California appears to be like a one party system, but there is a, there is a crap ton of patriots here. What they've done to try to, um, you know, make it the one party system and shore things up for, you know, for whatever you want to call it, the CCP, deep state, whatever, is they allow immigration into California just rampantly, whether it's, you know, you, you've heard about the sanctuary cities, you've heard about, you know, Trump, you know, with his wall being effective and keeping all these immigrants out, because when they come in, then, you know, they're trained to vote blue, right? So they're trained to vote blue, even though there may not even be legal citizens. See, so of that, then you have your, your traditional voter shenanigans, then you have your machine shenanigans, then you have stopping the vote at night. So what I'm getting at is these elected officials, these crazy people that we hear about all the time in California, I don't think they were legitimately placed there. And I would love to see an audit of all those books, because I guarantee you're going to find there is nothing but shenanigans going on in the California um, electoral system. It's just, it, it's rampant, it's crazy. And when the things that happen in California, then they trickle trickle and sometimes in a wave go east right so you kind of have you know, new york and california with their craziness and the waves just kind of go and they just you know meet over you know meet over the middle right and they just kind of intersect and keep going with all this this craziness this stuff that's unconstitutional whether it's lockdowns whether it's you know taxes whether it's you name it uh you know gun grabs all kinds of stuff that they're doing um these people i don't believe they were actually um, elected into office and i would love to see the books i would love to see um you know the voting machines there i hope that uh once trump um you know gets reconfirmed which we know he will he's got a, a gazillion paths forward i know of at least 10 or 15 uh that you know make sure that he's our, our current and 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 uh, going forward, our president, and I'm sure you know, he's way smarter than I am. So I'm sure he's got, you know, another hundred ways that he can get in as well or stay in. But we need to clean up our voting system. And that's one of the things that he talked about was that might be the most important thing that he does um, as our president, even more so than anything else that he's done, because it keeps our voice relevant. It makes sure it makes sure that and going forward, we don't have this lunacy in office because we're not voting for it, yet we're being subjected to it. We're being ruled by it. We're having that boot on our throat. Well, we never voted for it. And so I think that, I hope before 2022, and hopefully before the, the Georgia elections, at least they're able to clean that up, I hope, because God, if they use the same system that they have in place now, well, we already know we lose the Senate. So hopefully, um, they'll be able to clean up or postpone the Georgia election. And then before 2022, I hope to God he's got our entire voting system cleaned up. And I've I've put forth, you know, ways to do it that are a gazillion times better than uh, than what we've been using. But because as we see now, I mean, our elected leaders, they're not our leaders and we don't even know if they were elected. So we know that the system is broke. It is absolutely time that um, we have a, a republic reset to where we go back to what our founding fathers envisioned for us, those four pages, those four very precious pages of paper versus 
what is this this crap this end of america build is like 5500 or 5700 pages long i mean think about what they're trying to do there we didn't vote for this and these cowardly so-called leaders they say hey you know well we only had a, you know an hour to read it or you know 4 hours to read it or whatever so you know it's total crap total crap you know this is complete you know a disservice to the per to the people and then what do they do they sign it it's like no you're basically just projecting and you're basically saying how awful it is, but then you're going against your own people. If it's so awful, I mean, you saw Rand Paul, he said it was awful. He didn't vote for it. Same thing, you know, with Gates It's like, it's awful. So we didn't vote for it. Same thing with even, um, you know, Tulsi Gabbard over there in uh, Hawaii. She's like, you know, this is unconstitutional. It's not right. I'm not signing it. Those are, I mean, both sides, right? So Republican and Democrat, at least they stood up for the people. We can see what we have now. These people we can't trust. So I can't trust them to restore the Republic. I really think, I know I keep going back to it. I really think that, you know, the military is going to have to be involved somehow because we can't count on our, our current justice system to give us justice. And we can't count on our so-called leaders to actually lead, you know, constitutionally. So there has to be something very big and very bold that Trump does here very soon to to make this happen he's got some he's got some big brass cojones the guy's smart you know that everything he's ever said he would do he's done uh you know one exception people always say is well clinton's not behind bars and i always say well he never said he'd do it in his first term you know so he still has another term and maybe just maybe she's you know linked to all this other stuff right so maybe you know that's the reason why she hasn't gone to prison yet is because he's gonna unveil everything that she's involved in going forward um, but some big bold decision has to happen he's got all the the resources to do it one of the things that worries me though of course is you know he has the eo the 13848 here somewhere we, uh, and we hear about hey, um, also, i have hope i'm holding out hope for things like durham and his yeah, yeah. And his his investigation expanding into the clinton foundation after originally starting with the russia hoax and also things that that most people you know are still not you know like today was the day that Attorney General William Barr stepped down. So we're going to have a whole new, you know, justice system, probably not tomorrow or, or you know, Christmas, but starting the day after Christmas, you know, it's going to be a different ball game. And uh, between then and January 6th, a lot can happen. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking that President Trump's going to take some drastic actions. That's, that's what I want to talk about with that Patrick Byrne meeting um, in the White House with General Flynn and Sidney Powell, because uh, yeah, I think that there's uh, some major things coming down the pipeline. And one of the people, uh, oddly enough, who seems to be uh, standing in the way, which doesn't surprise me, is Mark Meadows. And uh, I'm all for Mark Meadows getting fired and replacing him with General Flynn. If you want to really make a difference and, you know, signal the Patriots that we're going to do something. But we'll let time we'll let time show us what happens here. Yeah. Yep. Love everybody out there in the fam, out there in the chat. Love y'all. I'd, re I'd respond to all of you, but then we would just do the entire uh, talk, just responding to everybody and just telling them how much we love and appreciate you. And God bless y'all. And so I'm reading all days you guys care. I am reading all of your chats in real time. I'm like, I'm looking down at the screen here and I'm reading everyone's input as we're going. So I'm trying to like take what you're saying too and put it in here. So you guys are the best. So thank you for you know showing up and supporting uh, Robert. And love you. Yep, definitely love you all. And and here's uh you know the uh you know bars his his walk into the White House, but uh, it said that uh, 
Bill Barr arriving at the at the White House for what was a quick visit. It lasted about five minutes. That's great. Show him the door. I have told everybody that I was withholding judgment on Barr until Christmas. So I'm still going to st- you know stay true to my word and withhold judgment. Um, you know, the 23rd is a day that um, that he's left. Obviously, on the surface, it looks like. It was just a big waste of time or worse. But um, again, I'm going to withhold judgment until the 25th. Like yeah, but I don't said. forget, he could have he could have been setting the stage, you know, kind of like Sessions did for him. And, uh, you know, it's all been a part of a longer process. So, I, you know, it doesn't matter. Like if, it, if Barr didn't get the job done, Sessions didn't get the job done, what matters is that the job gets done. So we still have time. That's it. 100%. It doesn't matter who does it. It just has to be done. Um, and so you wanted to talk about uh, Patrick Byrne, which is cool. Um, this, just to quickly circle back on the uh, 13848 EO that gives Trump all the power to essentially seize corporations, anybody you know, personally, their assets, corporate assets, anybody that was involved in interfering with the shenanigans, anybody that um, – uh, the other, other countries, you name it. It gives them broad powers. People say uh, military law is fake news. That's coming right from POTUS himself. Well, this doesn't have to be, um, you know, this doesn't have to be anything like that. This this could be the same thing where it's not martial law, but it still has the same effect. And so you could use the military to start draining the swamp to, for instance, if he really wants to get his message out, he could use 230 if he finds that, say, the social media platforms were involved in the shenanigans or traditional legacy media was involved in the elections. He could seize control of those platforms and now use them as own personal platforms or as government-owned platforms to get his message out. So when he's doing something very bold, he would have those platforms to get his message out. Would he do that? Will he do that? I don't know, but it's definitely an option that he has. Um, but you can see that, um, you know, this Ratcliffe was supposed to have the report to him back on the 18th. And there's been all kinds of slow rolling and roadblocking from the other 17 um, intelligence uh, agencies, or at least 16 other uh, intelligence agencies. So that's very unfortunate. But Trump, I believe he has enough information to make a decision. And I believe he's using the Constitution at its full avail before he does something bold. But at some point, I think he's going to have to do something bold. And and if you look at President Trump's Twitter feed, you know, when he talks about like what's happening in Georgia right now uh, and how they're slow, they're dragging their feet on on getting the audits done or the, the actual signature verification. You know, I think that that is President Trump basically saying to the American people, look, and this is what I was going to, I don't want to keep talking about Burns and all that, because I thought it was, it was an important meeting that took place in the White House where President Trump got to, to meet with these people. A lot of topics were discussed that have everything to do with what we're discussing here today. But there are people around President Trump right now who I believe are purposely trying to hinder his ability to do anything before January 6th because they want this election over with. They want President Trump to concede. They want to go... Uh, as as Burns put it, which you know, I thought it was a very smart way of putting it. These guys just want to go take their their cushy jobs at the big law firms in D.C. and and you know not worry about anything anymore. They don't want to fight for this country. They want to to enrich themselves, and they they just they think it's all a game. And uh, I think if there's anything that we've learned at this point, uh, there was a certain military intelligence uh, apparatus that was making drops on a board at one point that said this is not a game. And uh, it's not. There, there's nothing about this that should be taken lightly. This is the fate of our republic that is 
in the, basically in the balance right now. And uh, what happens between now and January 20th, I guess you can say, is going to be what defines our constitutional republic from here going forward. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think the 20th high noon is pretty much the only date that really counts. I know that people were talking about uh, Pence having till midnight tonight to uh, reject uh, the electoral votes. Um, there was a memo that came out. I, I have all that. If, if everybody wants to read it, I'm happy to share that. But I've read the Constitution several times. I mean, it's it's only like four pages, right? So I've read it. Um, when you start talking about the electoral votes, obviously, the um, president of the Senate, which is is Pence, is going to be um, you know collecting votes on the on the sixth, right? So he'll be um, he'll be exposed to the votes on the 6th where he can reject them. There's all kinds of things that can happen. There's all kinds of things that can happen if nothing is decided on the 6th. Say for instance, I don't know, both parties walk out, right? They're like, screw this. This isn't what I signed up for and they leave. There's other constitutional remedies beyond even the 20th. And so I was gonna do a show on just that because I can't cover it in like two minutes but I can pull up all the information because there's a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, you get bombarded by lamestream legacy media and a lot of people that are just, you know, bloggers and that stuff gets promoted. And it's like, eh, I don't know how true that is, uh, but I can show you, you know, through constitutional law, through uh, the actual constitution itself, how this could go on even beyond the 20th. We could end up in March. I mean, it, this this could really go on for a while. And so that's why it's super important that Trump makes some really bold moves uh, very soon here. But to talk about what you were talking about um, with Sidney Powell and, and Patrick Burns and how uh, Trump's immediate uh, counsel or his advisors, possibly Meadows, obviously it looks like, what is it, uh, Scipione or whatever his name is, um, you know, Sip and Choney. I don't know. He, um, it appears was the leaker that was leaking information to that uh, reporter talking about what's going on. The uh, Patrick Burns here, which I've known of for quite a while because he was in the crypto space uh, talking about blockchain in the early, I don't know, it was what, 2011, 13, 15 era, somewhere around there. So I've been familiar with this guy for a long time, but the fact that he's in there with the president and he's the one that's giving us all, all of our information talking about how he's being, how Sydney's now being blocked. Supposedly she was going to be made the um, special prosecutor on the, I believe it was like the 18th or 19th. It was last Friday, whatever date that was last Friday. And then every time she came to the white house to see the president or to take her post or get her credentials, she was basically kept from coming in. Uh, it appears Trump's immediate staff um, are keeping her out. And this was um, sent out by Patrick Byrne. And then it was confirmed. I got it right from Sydney Powell herself on my Telegram. Um, if you guys if you guys are familiar with Telegram, um, anyways, this is what the app looks like. It's an encrypted chat of sorts. And um, she confirmed everything that uh, Patrick Byrne said. I mean, this entire thing right here, this whole thread is her talking about how she wasn't allowed to see the president. Now, the president's people were keeping her from it. I can't understand how uh, the president wouldn't know and how he will uh, let this stand. You know, what uh, What say you? Well, uh, you know, there's so much to, to cover here. Um, look at a guy like Patrick Burns and, and kind of go back to what he was uh, telling us before all of this, right? Before he came out with this, you know, in, information from the meeting that he took with General Flynn and Sidney Powell, I mean, you're talking about him coming out and saying that he was a part of 
basically an operation that exposed the fact that Hillary Clinton was taking $18 million worth of bribes from foreign governments. And he came out and, and basically showed all that. I have the interview. I'll send you a link uh, if you want to, to the actual post so that your audience can go watch the clip of Patrick Burns talking about that. But, you know, the fact that, that he's being surrounded, President Trump's being surrounded by lawyers who are actively trying to uh, obstruct his ability to win, to, to fairly not win the election, because he already won the election, in my opinion, but to fairly um, explain and, and rectify what happened with these shenanigans in the election. That, to me, is all you need to know about the quality of, of characters he has around him. And, you know, when you're the, the top dog, when you're the, the, the biggest uh, position in the land, of course, there's going to be people who say whatever that they whatever they want or whatever they need you to hear to get to the place where they can advise you in a critical moment so that then they can betray you and uh, and, info, and implement their own agenda, which is not the agenda of the American people. And President Trump, you know, for all of his, to, to credit him in, in every way, because he's done so much great work for our nation, he, as Patrick Burns said, uh, has been talked about as being too nice, being too, too almost, um, I don't know what the word is that you would use necessarily, forgiving or uh, just nice is a great way to put it because he is a very nice gentleman, but he, he's been too soft on these these people around him. He he hasn't crushed, you know, he, he used to say things in the, in the run-up to the election that I loved where he would talk about, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, and you know, maybe he did it and this is where we're at, but he said, I'm going to surround myself with the top, and he was using this metaphorically, not literally, he was saying the top killers. And he was talking about it as like the top notch heavy hitters who could get the job done at every position. And he was specifically talking about that with his legal team. And now maybe he did bring in the top guys, but he didn't realize that they were going to turn around and, uh, you know, basically turn on him at the, the opportune moment for themselves. And that's where we're at right now. Sidney Powell uh, is obviously, you know, trying to get information to him. You have uh, Mark Meadows obviously blocking the, the idea of her becoming a special counsel, but President Trump still has time. You know, this is something I can't say enough. Between now, with Barr stepping down, and that opens up the Justice Department, that gives us a whole nother ball game there. You could have somebody like Sidney Powell step in. You could have General Flynn step, step in as a special counsel. You could have General Flynn step in as, as a, a chief of staff, hopefully. These kind of decisions President Trump needs to make yesterday. And if he doesn't make it, you know, if he hadn't made him yesterday, he needs to make him today. And if he hasn't made him today, he needs to make him tomorrow because you just don't have enough time to get enough done that needs to get done if you wait much longer. And President Trump has to be aware of this and he needs to know that the American people will support him. We will go to bat for him. Uh, we will do whatever we can to, to facilitate whatever he needs for his, you know, administration to, to legally and lawfully uh, show that, that this shenan these shenanigans happened and, and, and get them you know rectified correctly. But at the end of the day, uh, the fact that Burns, Sit Powell, Flynn, the rest got in and got that meeting for him and him being surprised at hearing certain things, they were, certain truths they were alluding to. And then Sip alone, uh, who I'm pretty sure there's rumors now. I can't confirm. There's rumors that he's been released. He's been let go, uh, that he left uh, or was fired. 
I'm not sure about that, but I can tell you right now that, you know, there is enough here to say that, that we, we should be looking at this. We should be looking at this more than anything else. We should be uh, really examining what it means for president Trump to make these key moves in the next week. I've heard from source of mine that, uh, this next week's going to be big. I think that, you know, you look at if you couple with the Burns meeting with Powell and Flynn with the DNI report from Ratcliffe that was supposedly going to come out. I heard it was going to come out on the 17th. The deadline was the 18th. That deadline was pushed back because of the solar winds hacked, which a lot of people of class have said is like a digital Pearl Harbor. And uh, if you put it all together <clears throat> and Pre President Trump coming out now with this Iran hit list and these these things that. The FBI is saying, look, Iran is, is trying to, to do these things to, you know, basically set us up for us. All these countries want is for us to go to civil war. They want us to fight each ourselves. They want us to destroy ourselves from within. That is the plot to destroy America. It's basically to, Im to implode it. Right. And they've done a good job with the uh, Marxists and the BLM and the, the psychotic racist ideologies that they that they push in, in the mainstream media, the critical race theory nonsense, the, uh, you know, hate yourself because of your skin color, you know, uh, social engineering, that kind of thing that divides us based on whatever it is, whether it's skin color, race, uh, your political affiliation, your religion, whatever. They just want us divided because they know that a divided house cannot stand. That's something that I believe it was Abraham Lincoln who said that. And they, they, I think they fully understand that, that that will be their tactical advantage. That will be their opportune movement, their opportune uh, moment to move against the United States. And I don't trust any of our adversaries. I don't trust China. I don't trust Russia. Although they want to say that we're all Russian agents, you know, because we support president Trump. We, I don't trust them and I don't trust anybody, but Right now, our president, the group of senators that you showed earlier in this video, the group of representatives in the house, as you got a, was a macho man, Randy Savage there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just don't trust it all. And, and I don't think president, I think President Trump needs to be less trustworthy of these people. And he needs to bring in a, a strong inner circle of people like Flynn and Powell and start really battening down the hatches because there's there's only a couple weeks before you know we're, we're going to be in we're going to be up you know what creek without a paddle so to speak so you know you can't let the, the one message if, I, if president trump were listening to me which i know you know who knows maybe he is but if i were talking to president trump right now i'm i'm the last person in the world he should probably be listening to because you know there's probably many more people who are far more qualified but if, if he did listen and there was something i could give that i thought was worth giving the one thing I would say to him is do not surrender at any and, and at all costs maintain your position as commander in chief, no matter what happens, just like that, that famous Clinton clip where she told Biden, everybody, President Trump, don't ever concede. Don't ever walk away. Do not ever turn this republic over to these treasonous traitors who you know are treasonous traitors, who we can prove are treasonous traitors, who will betray us and destroy our country. Do not ever surrender. And every patriot out there who's watching and listening, I say the same to you. Don't ever concede. Don't ever surrender. Do not let these criminals take over this country, because if you do, you will never have freedom again. It'll be gone. Thousand percent.
But uh, quitting is definitely not in Trump's vocabulary. He's already told us that uh, he's going to fight. He's won. He's going to win. He's going to expose this. Um, it's not in his vocabulary. Just look at his history. Look at his track record. When he says he's going to do something, he does it. He said he's won. He says he's going to win. He says that he's going to drain the swamp. He's going to do it. He is 100%. Um, he's obviously got um, a lot of people around him, whether it's by design or it's just because there's you know, swamp creatures everywhere. There's a lot of people around him trying to keep him, um, you know, trying to make him, um, you know, think differently, trying to persuade him to concede. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So they know that's not happening. And so now what you're seeing is you know, Iran is basically you know, a puppet of China. All right. So it's it's one of their one of the countries they weaponized to do things with. Um, we all know what Obama did with with Iran. We all know about uh, the Benghazi ties, possibly. Um, we, we know how bad um, the leadership of Iran is. Here, Trump, he uh, tweeted out just an hour ago a couple different things. So remember in the, how we started uh, the talk here where we talked about um, the, the hit list, supposedly, that Iran put out. Well, here, Trump is showing that the, uh, the embassy in Baghdad got hit Sunday by several rockets. Three rockets failed to launch. Guess where they were from? Iran. Now we hear chatter of additional attacks against Americans in Iraq. Then he says here, some friendly health advice to Iran. If one American is killed... I will hold Iran responsible. Think it over. That right there is not a guy that bluffs. You know, he'll do different things to um, change an outcome or in negotiations. Like, so I guess he will bluff sometimes, but this is not a bluff. We all know that uh, Trump is basically telling them right now, think it over or they're over if they do this. They're, they'll turn into a, a parking lot out there somewhere. Um, so right now he's getting it from 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 all different sides right so he's got the media against him he's got digital media against him he's got his own uh so-called elected officials justice departments courts his own cabinet people like that everybody you know is basically you know coming down on him now they're trying to up it even more by throwing iran in the mix so he's got a um a lot going on for sure um you know if if he was listening and he heard, um, you know, our talk right here, I would just simply say, we trust you. We love you. Do what needs to be done. We got your back. So we know he's not going to quit. So that's not even on the table. So do what needs to be done. Do what needs to be done. I think America. Well, I, I, I just was saying that because I heard, um, you know, a comment that, you know, I trust President Trump. I know he's not going to walk away. I know he's not going to quit. Yeah. But, you know, Patrick Burns was saying that that President Trump made kind of an off the cuff remark to him saying, hey, you know, if this election wasn't full of shenanigans and they said, Hey, you lost, I would walk away. I'd go on my helicopter and go play golf. 100%. And, uh, you know, I just want president Trump to remember or to not to remember, but to know that we have his back that, you know, we, we will not surrender. He should never surrender. And, uh, look, it, we're willing to go to bat for whatever that's worth, uh, for this country to save it from these criminals. These are people are treasonous criminals. In my opinion, I've, I've said this before. I'll say it again. If we let them have power, I mean, they'll never they'll, they'll never let themselves lose again. I mean, they would rather destroy this country than to lose power again and uh, or to not regain it. So that's what we're up against. It's it's almost a what do they call it? A zero sum game. There is no, you know, winner. Yeah, everybody loses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's usually um, how people talk about in crypto, you know, and um, for people that are you know, part of the crypto fam, um, you know, it's always considered zero sum because for somebody to make a profit, that means somebody lost. Right. So very simple way of looking at things. And, and yeah, you're right. 
but with um but with just like what you said he is a very honorable guy so if he lost fair and square he would you know take it like a man and go retire and go play golf but that's not what happened here at all we all know that so due to all these shenanigans he has to fight he has to if if he were to concede okay we lose the country all right and he and his family are fair game for all these globalists he's not going to let that happen he's a big time family man right so and he does what he says he's going to do and there's not an ounce of quit in that guy so we know that he's going to fight we know that he he'll, he'll do what needs to be done he always wins and he's going to win again here too but he definitely needs the support of everybody here and everybody everywhere, right? For the most part, I mean, you saw the videos, all the different countries of the world are, are behind him. He knows this. So what he has around him is, uh, you know, it's a bunch of traitors, right? He's got, he's got a bunch of people that are obviously being uh, manipulated or have things to hide um, or have been on the payroll. Um, a lot of these swamp creatures that are there in DC were there when he took over. And it's not like he got to pick all these people. So some of the people that are around him um, maybe are working against him, against us. And either he's allowing them to be exposed. Like, think about how engaged everybody is right now. Think about how people that never really cared about politics, now they're talking about politics because they realize it's more than politics. This is the fight for our lives, our freedoms. They see the lockdowns. They're paying attention. You're seeing sports and things like that, movies, all that kind of stuff, dwindling numbers. Yet you're seeing, um, you know, like a Georgia state hearing today, getting hundreds of thousands of views. Uh, people like... Um, People like doing these stop the steal rallies and whatnot, getting millions of views uh, during the live stream. This has become a global movement uh, for awakening because people realize, especially when 50 percent of the country realizes there's shenanigans and we have looks like a, <laughs> an illegitimate um, Captain Kit Sniffer is a potential uh, president, right? We, they, they know that something um, is awry here and people are getting upset and people are beyond upset and people are going to do something. Um, you can hear it. You can, you can feel it. You know that something is coming if something isn't done because the people won't let this stand. So he knows all that. He's not going to quit. He's going to see this through. And, um, you know, we're going to end up with him for at least four more years. And um, as far as everybody with, um, you know, hope, counting on Pence tonight, Again, I, I don't think that it has to happen tonight. I could be wrong, all right, because that's just a memo. We have the Constitution that says it doesn't even say the sixth. That's a federal law from like the, the 50s or 60s or 40s, something like that. But you have the 20th. So Pence could still be the white knight, 100%. But there's a lot of other things that can happen. I don't want people getting really upset uh, because I get a lot of that from people. When something doesn't happen because there's a date attached to it, whether it's from Team 17 or, or whatever, whenever there's a date attached to things or they think it's a delta like another year in advance or you know it was a year from when it was said, so maybe now it's this year, people get upset. People feel let down. So don't feel let down if Pence doesn't come through tonight because of this memo we saw. I'm telling you, there's other ways that go all the way into March, you know, um, for President uh, Trump to remain our president. And we know that's going to happen. We just don't know how it's going to play out. We don't. We're just speculating. We, we can point to fact. We can point to the Constitution. We can point to memos. We can point to EOs and show all these different ways that he can do it. And then be humble enough to know that there's probably a thousand other ways that he can do this where he still ends up as our president. So people don't, you know, fam, everybody out there, don't freak out if something doesn't happen tonight. Just like I warned you with the Texas uh, Supreme Court uh, case. I said, don't put a lot of stake in this thing. It doesn't really have teeth. It shows, it shows 
all the bad stuff that took that took place, but the remedy doesn't have a lot of teeth. So look for the ones that come after it. All right. And we saw what happened there. They just punted the whole thing out. So again, don't put a crap ton of faith into this Pence 23rd midnight, you know, 11.59 PM order. If it doesn't happen, I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but if it doesn't, don't feel like you lost hope or don't feel um, like you've lost because it's just one other thing that we have in our, in our tool bag. And besides, well, as again, Nancy Pelosi would say, it's, it's just one arrow in our quiver. Right. <laughs> Speaking of Pelosi, this uh, freaking rat says, um, you know, Republicans repeatedly refused to say uh, what amount the president wanted for direct checks. At last, the president has agreed to $2,000. Democrats are ready to bring this to the floor this week by unanimous consent. Let's do it. Right. So you can go back and see uh, in 18 where Trump did like a, I think it was like a tax disbursement for like $2,500. She called that crumbs, right? So $600, she says is substantial. $2,500, she says is crumbs. Now she's making it sound like she's ready to do this. Well, because it's packed with you know, it's it's a basically an America killing bill. Really, what should happen here? You know, this six hundred dollars, this two thousand dollars, they should just shove it up their butt, right? This this is not any kinds. This is not any kind of remedy for for people that have been going through this COVID crap. All right, we know that it's got almost a hundred percent survival rate. We know that this is about, you know, this is about control, not compassion. All right, we straight up know that this isn't about safety. This is about submission. What should happen here is, you know, they should have a complete standalone bill where they give every taxpayer, and I don't mean illegal, illegal aliens that are getting like $1,800 in this, in the traditional citizen that goes to work and can't now because of these lockdowns, but pays their bills and, you know, lives you know, a legal and constitutional life, right? Get 600, right? Crazy. But what they should do is they should give, you know, every, um, you know, legal tax paying American, I would say at least, you know, maybe $15,000. All right. There's 15 grand. And by the way, a tax holiday. So nobody pays income tax, you know, for 20, for 2019, 2020, whatever. You can see that this money, they just print. Literally, yeah, they're heard. just printing it into extinction. So if they're going to print a bunch of money, why not let the people actually benefit from it a little bit versus are always on the, the tail end of it, getting hit with the inflation. I mean, when you look at the cost of milk or bread or eggs or a, the price of a vehicle from 1913 to now, is it because our dollar is worth more? No. Is it because the, the products are worth more? No. It's because of inflation, because of this printing that they keep doing. So that's what they should do is a standalone bill should just be like a paragraph long that just straight up says every taxpayer, every legal citizen of America gets $15,000 and doesn't have to pay taxes this year or next year too. You know, or or, I, mean, or I heard a great idea that sounded great to me. And I'm not a you know economist or anything, but you know it seems reasonable given that a lot of people not only are they suffering, but they're suffering in a way that, that's unimaginable during this time. I mean, I think it's, it would be even fair to say, all right, and, and then you can put a little stipend in for, for people who aren't working or who lost their jobs. But, you know, hey, last year's income tax, give a 50% refund, you know, something simple, like you said, that, that's one page, 15,000, whatever, anything just to get people back to where they were, uh, I think's fair. I mean... <clears throat> At this point, we know why they want this bill to go through. We know what's in it. We know that Congress is not working for us. It's 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 amazing to me how people look at this and think, "Wow, we're you know this is totally on the up and up." When these people are just complete blatant criminals, it's like they're robbing the bank and everybody's like shaking their hand, saying, "Thank you so much." You know, here here, take my money. 
you know, and, and that's what we're up against right now, which is really, it's because it, like I've said, it, it, I've said this before, it's social engineering, it's cultural pacification, it's using the, the internet and culture TV music to, to basically just create a mindless and, and drugs, especially to create a dumbed down, numbed, uh, oblivious, you know, uh, society whom, you know, they've pacified enough through passing, you know, legalizing weed and, you know, uh, uh, making basically pornography ubiquitous with the internet and doing all these things that have basically destroyed our society and, and taking God out of the equation, I think is a big one. All of that has been combined to the point where you have this cultural pacification where nobody cares. I mean, I, I swear I talk to some people and the lights on, but nobody's home. You know, they, they're like, Hey, yeah, that'd be great if they just erased all college debt. And you're like, well, you understand that that you may not have to pay your college debt, but that's going to probably increase your taxes. And then when you're working, you're going to have less money to live on. And oh, no, well, you know, hey, I'm not going to work. I'll just take a welfare check. And you're like, well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so your, your plan is to, to not work after you paid all this money for your college debt that was then relieved. And then you're going to take more money. It's like, I swear, I see it all the time. I talk to a lot of people who who have that mindset where it's just gimme, gimme, gimme. It's a culture of consumption, um, and and nothing. And you know, a lot of these people who do work hard get get like I talked about in the beginning. The ones who work hardest, the middle class get get hurt the most through all this because it's our taxpayer dollars, it's our money that goes to funding all of these ridiculous things like you know, gender ten million dollars for gender equity programs in Pakistan, which is like. You might as well just give President Trump had a great uh, part of his speech he gave the other day where he talked about it specifically. He went through the whole list of like, you know, a million dollars to study like uh, the effect of weather on trees. And you're like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? We need to get ourselves get this together. And how hard is it, like you said, to make a one page bill that says, here, give everybody I don't know. I, I like your number, but you know, let's just be honest. Like five thousand. Let's five thousand. Here, five thousand dollars. You know, at least that'll get you through the next few months. But if it's been nine months and your income has been hurt and you don't have an income or you lost your job and you lost your business, even five thousand might not be enough. I mean, so you're right. You bump it up, make it fair. But I don't think it should be just a handout to anybody. I mean, if you're working, you're earning money. I wouldn't be a fan to just give it out, but like you said, they're going to print it and give it away anyway. So you might as well get yours now. But that, that comes into me dangerous part of, of, of the mindset of a culture where it's like what was in China, where during the 1950s in communist China, you know, there was this, this, there's starvation and famines and, and all this, this awful, awful um, situations that were set up by the mismanagement of the country by the communist party under Mao Zedong to the point now today in their culture, it is a culture of give me what I need, want now. I want it now, and I don't want to care about what happens in the future. I'll take it's why they're overfishing our oceans. It's why they're taking all of our you know resources that they can right now and, and hoarding them as much as they can. It's why they're stealing as much as they can to earn as much money as they can at this moment. It's because they have a culture that doesn't look forward. And I think that we have to, to continue. I'm a fiscal conservative, and uh, I think we have to continue to look forward fiscally, financially conser in a conservative way to understand that we can't endlessly print money. We can't be the world bank to everyone and, and the world's piggy bank 
and uh, fund these ridiculous, uh, you know, programs that, you know, really only benefit the, the lobbyists who have convinced the, the politicians who don't represent the people to represent them instead. And like that goes, then we circle all the way back to what you were talking about in the beginning about recalling these, these complicit traitors in Congress who don't represent the American people and uh, are willing to sell us out. And that's, that's ultimately why, like I've said before, it's important that you call your, your congressman, get involved in your elections, wake your neighbors up, tell your friends, get, tell your friends. The simplest thing you can do is tell your friends to watch Robert, get subscribed to his channel. Go find them on Biz TV. Get in, you know, just just and share them. Share it with them. Share it on your social media. Get the word out that way. Um, and, and you could do it with my content too. You know, justinformnews.com, whatever it is, or other people. I know there's, there's so many people. You you're good friends with like Sean at SGT, the alternative media that's been banned by the big tech uh, globalists. Anything, you know, those little things actually do help. We can build a movement. Um, and I think that that you're 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 in the right mindset right now, Robert, you're doing the right work. So, but your audience is great. And uh, again, hit that like button. I got to keep saying that even though it's your channel, I think they should because you're doing great work and uh, we got to help push the analytics, even in the face of the uh, suppression that they're putting against it. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah. Love the, uh, love the fam. They, you know, we've had this channel for three years. Uh, me and the son put this together and YouTube has whittled away, you know, 150,000 people, I think from, uh, from, from the channel here. So we've lost about 150,000 family members. They, some of them start trickling back in when they realize they're not getting the, um, I guess, notifications and things like that. So for everybody that's still here, love you and truly sorry, James Holleron. Very sorry, brother. I was um, trying to clean up the chat here. There was uh, some people complaining about uh, some trolling and I clicked the wrong guy. So I didn't even see what your message was, but very sorry, brother. I did not mean to put you in timeout. You'll be out of timeout in a couple minutes. So very sorry, James Holleron. I'm very sorry, brother. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, and I can't uh, undo it. It's just a... Uh, it's a little timer. So anyways, you'll be back in two, three minutes, uh, able to chat. Um, yeah. And, and to, to your point uh, about the elected officials and whatnot, you know, we're, we're being shown straight up, we're being shown who the traitors are and we're being shown who the patriots are. So we know that we have six patriots right here in the Senate. So we need to support the crap out of these people. All right. And we know that we have 53 uh, patriots here. And so we need to support the crap out of these people here. And um, yeah, that's, this is, this is what uh, is left of our Republic right here. This is what's left of our Republic. Now, if you can go out and donate to each one of those individuals, leave links to, for your, your audience out there. And if you can go give them a donation to their campaign or whatever they're, they're running again and uh, keep them on your list. And, and this is the only way we fix it. It's, we got to support the people who support us. That's what it is. Yep. 100%. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Trump, he announced uh, the intent to appoint individual to key administration posts. So we already know that uh, they're on the Pentagon advisory board. He drained the swamp there and then he put a bunch of um, basically constitutional um, lo uh, loyalists in there. So you can see that there's been uh, some people that we know, respect, um, you know, admire. Uh, so you got Richard Grinnell of California. So he's uh, now a member of the United States Holocaust um, Memorial Council. But what a lot of people are, are really wondering what is going to come of this is Ezra. Where are you? So Ezra Cohen Watnick, he has been appointed um, from the District of Columbia to be a member and chairperson. Right? So not just a member, but a chairperson of the Public 
Interest Declassification Board. So what is that going to be? That is interesting right there. So the public interest. All right. So what's in public interest? Well, I guess that'd be the truth, right? So I can't wait to see what comes of this. So have you seen this right here? Yeah. And, and I, the, the, what I've heard about all of this, it ties back into the um, 17 stuff where, you know, the declassification is, look, it's Trump's, President Trump's last greatest weapon, really. I mean, because he can pull the, he can pull the rug out from under all these people, whatever he wants, but he's been trying to do it in a very strategic way to have it legal and lawful and that the, the, the indictments hold and that the, the prosecutions are able to get a, a firm case against these people and get them in, 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 you know, convicted and put behind bars. And uh, at the end of the day, think about what the information that could be declassified. I mean, we're talking about stuff that, I mean, if president Trump wanted to, he could invalidate a lot of the blackmail that exists possibly behind closed doors. He could invalidate a lot of the, uh, fake news narrative that that's been going on for a long time. Now he could, uh, basically rock the boat beyond anything you can imagine. A guy like Ezra is, uh, definitely a, not just the president Trump loyalist. He is a, a loyalist to the constitution, a loyalist to the Republic. He is a Patriot who will stand up and do the right thing. Uh, he's been around. He was, uh, I believe who was he working with over at the, uh, he was right under, uh, what Pompeo, I think. Uh, is in one of his other posts. Are, are you uh, talking about Ezra or or Ezra? Yeah, his he or was he's under Miller right now. Um, yeah, previously I think he was under that or he was under he was uh, with General Michael Flynn too. Oh, that's right, that's right. He was Flynn's guy over at, at the office of uh, the, when he was in the the NSA position, right? So I mean, look, this is beyond anything, but. It looks like you want you got pulled something else up here. So let's let's talk about that. Because Ezra Cohen Watnick, you guys know declassification. I don't need to, to extrapolate on that any further than what you know is is what it can do. It is the ultimate weapon President Trump has. We know that Ezra was alluded to in the 17 stuff, and and he has the power to to you know put some information out that could really damage uh, the narrative, the false narrative that's being uh, conveyed to the American public every day. It'd be great. Um, it'd be great to actually talk about uh, Team 17 one of these days. Obviously, YouTube is not the best place for it, and um, we've got a bunch Thanks of things. For me, YouTube doesn't seem to take very kindly to people who talk about that. Yeah, yeah uh, they, they, don't. they don't. They don't. I know what happened to my channel and a bunch of other people who talked about it, which is unfortunate for an audience who doesn't know. Uh, which most of them probably do by now, but you know, I was kicked off of YouTube. I'm in, I'm currently in the middle of a lawsuit against them with uh, about 14 other clients or uh, uh, you know um, uh, individuals who have been wronged by YouTube. Uh, it's October 15th, ahead of the election. They purged all of the truth channels off of their platform. Besides people like you, uh, who obviously stepped up and and obviously stepped up in a big way after we were all removed and and kept going you know carried the torch as it's as it were but look this is a major thing you know it, it, you can't speak it's thought policing it's it's thought crime it's it's the, you read 1984 and it's the playbook they're they're going by right now uh we got memory hold and uh you know we're just we're, we put our faith in god so i mean i know myself i know robert it's like you know we, we trust that god will provide and, and will keep us safe and we'll keep keep getting our word out as God wills it. So, you know, but we were, we were basically removed and I'm, 
I've been trying to, to rebuild ever since. It's been a struggle. It's been difficult. Um, you know, these people are, are criminals. That's all I can say because th that's what they do. They're, they're the worst kind of individuals, if you ask me. But yep. you say that enough times and you're going to get thrown out of their, you know, platforms, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's really sad, you know, bought and paid for, for sure. You know, being in crypto, we were the first ones that were on the, uh, the chopping block. So we actually lost this channel back a year or so ago and they've whittled away 150,000 of our, of our family members here and they've keep, you know, hitting our, our videos and either deleting them or censoring them or cutting the visibility down and hitting us with all kinds of copyright violations and stuff. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's a shame what's happened. And so, you know, big, big thanks to uh, platforms, you know, you know, like Gab TV, you know, Andrew Torba, I'm a part owner of it. Uh, big, big thanks to like uh, Justin's son with uh, D Live. So hello and love you all the all the fam over here on D Live. If you're if you use D Live and you're not, um, you know, part of the fam over there, go ahead and, and join that. What I do on D Live is I actually I don't take any money from anything that we do. Uh, everything that we do here on the channel and everything is always free. So we don't have any advertisers. We don't tank take money we don't subject you to any of that kind of stuff um but on d live they actually you're able to contribute to the channel there with lemons this uh, digital credits and whatnot and so i always give it back to the fam at the end of the show so at the end i'll give back all the lemons that were given to to our channel here and then i'll actually add another five thousand. so for people that aren't familiar with d live i recommend um, you download it it's it's actually pretty fun it's easy to use um, and i actually reward people there in the lemons the cryptocurrency it's actually it's actually worth real money so i give that back at the end of each one of these shows so for anybody that's not on d live i suggest that you join over there and and uh, join the family over there too um yeah i mean as far as you know all the different things that you were talking about um so much truth man you can see that the chinese playbook from 1963 i mean is just literally just lined out exactly how they would take over the u.s and that's exactly what they've been doing they've infiltrated everything so whether it's a social media or media or hospitals i can go on and on and on or government or elected officials everything you're, you're seeing that and these are the types of people that um that we're up against right so um, for instance, this is a guy named Guy Benson. All right. So he says, Merry Christmas, Osoff and Warnock. So we, we all know about Warnock, right? So supposedly he's, uh, you know, a, a spousal abuser. Supposedly he's, um, you know, something bad happened at a kid's camp. Uh, supposedly this guy's just all kinds of bad news, telling people they can't uh, serve the military and God at the same time. So this is what Purdue and Waffle are up against. It says here that the uh, campaign workers, so people that were working for Warnoff and Ossoff, all right, people that were working for them as campaign workers, confessed to stealing packages from voters' homes while distributing Democratic campaign literature. So in other words, they're putting door flyers on people's doors or whatnot, telling them to go out and vote, and then check out what they do. Their bosses would like to go to Washington and take more, uh, take more of what's yours too. So basically what Guy is saying here, their bosses would like to go to Washington and basically rob you as well. This is here is from the Augusta Chronicle. It appears it says Walker and her passenger, Cesar Guerrero, 19 of Richmond County, were taken into custody. According to Morris, both confessed to taking the packages Tuesday and Wednesday while doing their jobs distributing political flyers for Democratic U.S. Senate runoff candidates Warnock and Ossoff. Let's check that out. Just saying, this is like the best 
example of what Democrats will give you if you vote for them. They literally they come to your door, steal, steal your, your packages, and leave you a flyer that says "Vote for me." It's like if anything could embody the Democratic Party in like one singular moment or action. This does it perfectly. So that's an amazing thing. I haven't seen this. You got my vote, right? Makes me laugh because, and it's sad, but it's like it's the perfect embodiment of what Democrats bring to the table. It's like we'll take all your stuff, but you got to vote for us, right? We'll leave you a flyer. I mean, come on, we're not we're not animals here. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, you know, once once you get us elected, you can you know file your your complaint, right? So, well, this ridiculous. talks to you about like our society, our culture, and like I've said about the, the degradation of our cultural uh, norms and how you have morality that's gone out the window. And our culture has been socially engineered through these programs and things like um, there was this, this the, uh, it was, it started off as a show called the good wife. And then it came, became a show called the good fight or something. And it was all about like social justice and like rioting and how it was so righteous. And like, you know, they were, they were pissed because the, the evil cop had like done something wrong to them. So they went and like, you know, it basically was this dramatic portrayal of how, you know, SJW action was, was just the best thing in the world and it's totally righteous and worth it. But that's what they've indoctrinated these people to the point where these people probably thought, I mean, I, I'm not going to say what they thought, but I'm going to say if I had to guess, right. They had the idea. Oh, well, you know, this person's never going to vote for them. So we'll just take their stuff and leave a flyer. There's a kind of like, ah, well, you know, be, you know, be a better person, be a better human being. Like as they're stealing your stuff, they're like leaving you a flyer to tell you, you know, you're not good enough as you are. You need to vote for this person or else you're not worthy. You know, it's, it's crazy, sad. Right? Crazy. Right. Yeah. So uh, in the chat, so uh, Ken Steinbrook, yeah, love your brother, says um, here he says, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it was Jesus that said a house that is divided against itself cannot stand. And so while I totally understand what you're saying, Ken, um, again, it, it kind of boils back to um, if you believe the media. If you believe the media and you really believe that half of America is divided, you would be you would be mistaken, my friend, because. Again, the media is in control of what we see, right? So unless you go to places like Epoch Times or, you know, One American News or Newsmax, places like that, you're going to see what basically this programming, the CCP, this deep state are trying to show us. And again, I say that 80% of the country is conservative. That doesn't mean they're all like pro-Trump, but they're, they're basically pro. I want to live my life. I want to pay my taxes. I want a good job. I want to make sure my family's taken care of. I want to go to the, the soccer games or the football games or the baseball games. I don't want to be messed with by big government. I just want to be, you know, a, a participating, you know, part of the community and, and not uh, not be a bad guy, right? Then you get 19% that I believe are like Democrats or socialists, different varying degrees of Democrat and socialists there. And then 1% that's crazy. 1% of the AOCs, the Antifa types, right? And then that's what the media is shining that big lens on. And that's what we're all seeing. So if you think that we're truly divided, that's not really true because I really believe it's like 80-20. And I really believe Trump got well over 100 million votes. And I really believe that, you know, Biden probably got less than 10, 10, that's it, million, all right? So maybe 10 actual ballots, you know? But um, anyways. Well, I, I think also I, it, was a little, it was a little dig at me too because I said that earlier where I said a house divided cannot stand. And yeah, I, I attributed that to Lincoln, uh, which obviously that was my fault. It was a little bit of a brain fart. And I, I'm sorry, Ken, I'm not perfect myself. But uh, yeah, I, I think that 
Very good. Thank you for catching me on that. I like to be kept honest by people. So thank you for the chat. Love you guys. Yeah. And, you know, again, I don't even think the uh, Republicans are divided. I think what we're seeing is that crazy 1% has infiltrated these leaders and they're no longer part of that 80%. They're part of the one or the 19, right? So I think what you have now is the old saying goes, are you have patriots and you have traitors. And so I think that's where we're at. And I think that's why um, over 70, what, 70 something percent of the Republican party, you think there was total shenanigans and Trump won. All right. So I don't really feel that we're divided. The vast majority of people in this country are not divided. I mean, because like you ask people like us, we don't hate anyone. We, I mean, we don't, we're, we're type of people who are open minded. We're, we're fair minded. Uh, I think that what you do see is there's a a little, there's a minority there that is very uh, closed minded and very, uh, you know, unable to see the other side of the coin and to talk about issues openly. So, that's the biggest problem in our society right now. And that's what our adversaries want. They want to expand that cleavage, that divide. They want to, they want to widen that gap so that we will continue to push further apart and become more tribalistic. And then that'll eventually lead to the destruction of our, our unified nation. So, yeah. Yeah. We're being lied to and people are waking up even like crypto crackhead. He says right here, even Obama couldn't pull a crowd for Biden. I think I heard crickets. It's so true. I mean, when you look at these so-called rallies, right? So whenever Biden came out of the basement, you know, he's pulling 20 people, you know, his zoom calls, his zoom conferences, zoom rallies, whatever you want to call them, you know, a thousand people His like uh, inaugural address that fake thing that he did. It was like what 50,000 or something like that, or just ridiculously low numbers for somebody that supposedly had 81 million votes. Right. So you can see there's shenanigans. You can see that, you know, there's just this entire um, specifically designed set of programming put right at the American people to try to like, you know, uh, just essentially influence us to, to get us to concede and just to, you know, take take the take the L. But we all know that uh, there was some super shenanigans going on. And again, um, we're all going to win. We know God wins. We know that Trump wins. We're going to win. And all this stuff is going to be exposed. We've been told several times that you have to walk through the darkness before you see the light. And that's what's happening right here. We are being shown systematically in drips exactly how bad all this stuff is and what's going to be required to clean it. And again, it's going to take some really bold um, you know, action from POTUS. And it's also going to take us to uh, you know, basically support these people and call out all the traders and um, that's that's where we're at right now we're right in the i would say about 60 70 percent of the way through this fight and this of course is a verbal not uh, not violent hopefully it never escalates to that but you already know that um if some crazy shenanigans were allowed to go on there are enough patriots out there where this could turn violent uh, very quickly and none of us want that uh we want this to be handled uh, through the constitution we want this to be handled uh through potus's directives and we all know that's going to happen. We just don't know when or which path he's going to take. But uh, we're definitely on one of those paths right now. And we're being shown how swampy, how deep, how wide this freaking swamp really is. So fear not. Fear not. It all end out well. I agree. I mean, honestly, it's it. what you're seeing now is look at the YouTube analytics. I mean, uh, I think you see a President Trump puts out his speech and it's got, you know, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of views. 22 million in like seconds, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the one you just did yesterday on Facebook at like 20, 22 million. Oh, yeah, yeah. Facebook, but YouTube like really oh, you sure. know, strangles the numbers and there's a few hundred thousand. 
And then you see the the Biden, his latest uh, speech, and it's like there's a thousand people watching on the live stream. And that's it. So, I mean, we're almost getting as much viewership on this channel right now as Biden gets all together on his channel. Uh, so that just tells you all you need to know about, you know, the 81 million people who voted for Biden. Right. Yeah. I mean, this this here is um, our lifetime analytics. And, and mind you, you know, we're in crypto um, and then we kind of segued from crypto into personal development because a lot of the fam, they uh, wanted to know how to basically be more, achieve more, do more things like that. So I kind of me and the kid kind of switched gears a little bit and talked a little bit less about blockchain, and more about personal development and how how you can become um, you know, profitable in, in life, whether it's through money or just, you know, mindset anyway. So uh, we're familiar with YouTube attacking us for crypto. And you can see here that currently we have 108,417 family members, but you can see that we had 248,593. And it's not like we had a mass exodus. You can see that they've been purging. You know, you can see here all of these little drops, you know what I mean? You can see this big drop that we had right here. 140,000 lost. So our fam was at a quarter million. All right. But you know, we're down to 108. So they keep doing all kinds of crazy shenanigans with us. It's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. What's, uh, what's going on. But again, it's a free platform. It's their platform. So we really don't have a lot of say in uh, what they do, but um, it, it does suck. It definitely sucks. Yeah. I've been there. I mean, I know what it's like and I, you've seen the numbers, you, you know, they don't add up. Nothing makes sense. And, uh, you just got to roll with the punches. Like you said, it's their platform. They can do what they want. I just personally, what I did was I put my life to God and I just kept reminding myself that, that you know, at the end, God wins and I'd rather be right with God and uh, live my life for him than uh, live my life for the amount of views I get on a website or whatever clicks and or whatever dollars are in my bank account. So at the end of the day, that's where I, I landed and, and doing the right thing, you know, for the republic for your family, for your friends, for those that you don't know, even those that you don't agree with. Like you want to do the right thing for everyone. Yep. And speaking of, you know, basically the, the platforms purging uh, family members, make sure that you go over here to cryptobeetles.com and then join the, the email opt-in. So I won't spam you. We don't spam anybody, but this way um, you know, we can keep you up to date of important things. And the first uh, 20 people that does it, will give them a thousand Monarch tokens for free so they can get into cryptocurrency. Or if you want a book, just say book. The first 10 people will give away a Bitcoin and blockchain booklet. Um, I wrote another book back in 2010. Um, a lot of people maybe know, maybe don't. I don't know. It's called Here's What You Do. Um, I'll start getting some of those in because the, uh, the advice in it, it was uh, the family asked me to write a book uh, about um, how to become successful in life. And so in 2010, I did that. Uh, it talks about politics a little bit. It talks about how to uh, sustain wealth, uh, to create wealth, uh, and to keep it most importantly. So I'll work on getting some of those in as well, and we'll give away some of those for free. And um, But anyways, join join the uh, the giveaway here. It's, everything's free. It doesn't cost you nothing. And uh, we even have like shirts and hoodies and uh, beanies and socks and all kinds of stuff that have, you know, like Monarch on it. So whether it's, you know, like socks or beanies and I don't have any sweatshirts or shirts in here, but hats, you know, we got all kinds of stuff. We'll say the first 10 people that want clothes, we'll give clothes out to the first 20 that want crypto, we'll give crypto out to. And the first uh, 10 that uh, want books, we'll give books out to. All right. So just a way to give back to the fam and just say that we love you. And um, yeah, it's free. It's all free. <laughs> Sorry about that. Everybody do it. That's awesome. 
That is awesome. That's a great deal for everyone out there. And, and you know, that's what it is. Got to give back. Yep, indeed. Just kind of looking through the uh, the chat here. So we got um, just a bunch of love and love y'all. Yeah, really appreciate everybody here. It's great to great to hang with you and, and hear what you all have to to say and what you think uh, because you know it's it's important that uh, everybody has a has a voice. So it's it's also important too if you haven't make sure you sign up for Gab. All right. And so full disclosure, I'm, I'm a part owner of Gab and that's uh, Andrew Torba's platform. I invested in that back in like 2016, 2017, something like that. Um, but again, I'm not charging anything for it. I know that the platform itself, um, I think has some pro options that the charges, but I just like to give full disclosure. So people don't say that I'm pulling like a, a Bongino or something like that. If there's problems, all right, I don't have any, I don't have any uh, action in the day-to-day -day stuff over there whatsoever. I'm just a silent uh, investor, uh, but make sure you sign up for Gab. I think it's gab.com. Uh, they just launched Gab TV. So it's going to be another alternative uh, is another alternative to YouTube. I look forward to when Andrew gets streaming over there as well. But um, you know, the main, in the meantime, you know, hit up DLive, hit up Gab TV, um, you know, make sure you, you hit up Rumble, um, hit up uh, Pilled. I think it's, what is it? Uh, Pilled.net. Is that what it is? Pilled.net. It's in my my links. But all these other platforms start, start you know, playing around with them a little bit. Get get um, get used to how they, they function and feature and all the different, um, you know, I, I guess, all the media that you can consume over there you can't find and get on YouTube. So th those are important ways that uh, you're able to get your voice out and you're able to actually get um, real information because we keep seeing you know, once uh, real information gets out on YouTube, it usually gets taken down. So it's important that everybody here, if you're not familiar with those platforms, go over and join those platforms just so that way you're always getting reliable information. A lot of people um, like Parler. A lot of people don't. Um, I'm on the fence. I think it's better than Twitter. Still has a lot of bugs. What the owner, the president had to say about Team 17 um, isn't very assuring, but um, it's still better than Twitter. But I'm always, I'm always reluctant to build up on other platforms till they're established a little bit because so many come and go. And then at the end of the day, it might end up like a Twitter, right? I don't know that it will, but you know, where you put all this time and money, just like your YouTube channel, and then they just censor you and, and take you down. So it's good to be on all these different platforms and have all these different, um, you know, avenues and options for everybody. So that way, if you do get taken down off one, you have many. And if one goes bad, you still have many others uh, to choose from. So anyways, I thought I would, I would mention that. Just like, just like in finance, you want to diversify your social media so that you're not putting all your eggs in one basket um if you're going to get into it but if, if i mean just to diversify your uh, you know your exposure to different opinions that's the best reason to do it because i mean you know when you go to facebook and twitter they've they've basically gamed the algorithms to and, and to youtube to an extent they've gamed all the algorithms to, to only show you what they want you to see you know and to, to present their narrative and, and to silence and suppress the other the alternative viewpoints which is why you should be checking out all these places pilled.net you should be going to gab you should be going to uh you know rumble and the rest of them parlor etc cetera, etc cetera. uh check them all out but check out uh robert's platforms primarily because at least you'll be exposed to uh, you know not just a different uh, an alternative opinion really and, a, and a probably a diversity of opinion that you won't find anywhere else but you'll also find that on those platforms they don't use those algorithms to to try to to Push one side over the other it's just a free they try to keep it free and fair and balanced which is what i guess fox news originally tried to do before 
it was taken over by the globalists, but it was probably established by the globalists. So I guess we could say that. No, I got you. Um, yeah. So do you have any scripture for us? I do. I have it right here in front of me. Uh, so I got a couple of that out because I, I wanted to share a verse with you guys out there. So, you know, Robert always has me on and he always asks me to share a little scripture at the end. And I really appreciate that because that's what I used, you know, I still do do, but I used to do it on YouTube when I had my YouTube channel. Now I just do it on my other platforms. But this verse out of the book of James, I wanted to share, and I hope I haven't shared this before here, but it's one of my favorites. And, and it, it's important regardless because it talks about the wisdom from above, right? What wisdom that matters is the wisdom that we get from God. And where do we look to get that wisdom? Well, we have prayer and we can open our hearts to Jesus and we can go uh, reach out to our church, find a good church in your community, get baptized, get engaged to help your community give back. But the word of our Lord here in the Bible is where we, we should be looking to get that information. So, or get that wisdom, I should say. So I want to share this verse it's out of the book of James. It's chapter 3, verse 13 through 18. And I'm going to share these words with you. And I hope that they touch your heart as they touch mine. And I hope they help you guys out there if, you, if you're looking for a little wisdom right now on, on what to do and how to understand this and how to deal with all the, the criminality and the evil that exists in the world. This is, this is the best way I've learned to understand it. It says, who is wise and understanding among you? He should show his works by good conduct with wisdom's gentleness. But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't brag and lie in defiance of the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. Where envy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every kind of evil. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peace-loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy and good fruits, without favoritism and hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And I share those words with you out there, ladies and gentlemen, because this is how we should always look at life. You know, as it says here, we conduct ourselves through our good works and understanding of wisdom's gentleness. And to, to remove the envy and selfish ambition from our hearts, which is what are, you know, the people on the other side a lot of the time who are standing against what's good, uh, tend to do. But these words always stand out to me as, as a way to live your life, right? The wisdom of, of from above, meaning God's wisdom, the wisdom that we obtain through Jesus Christ and the sacrifice he made on the cross for our sins to give us eternal salvation, the Holy Spirit that lives in us, as it says here, is pure, peace-loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy and good fruits, without favoritism and hypocrisy, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So go out and make peace, especially now during Christmas, where the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was meant to bring peace on earth. And that's something we should always try to strive toward, is fulfilling that which Jesus has done already, which is die for our sins so that we can have peace in our hearts, so that we can have eternal salvation through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And Thank you, Robert, for letting me share that with your audience. Always, brother. Super important, super impactful. Yeah, without uh, without God, without Jesus, we are nothing and have nothing. And so it's uh, super important that um, we make sure that we always put him, you know, front and center and, um, you know, realize that uh, this is all in his hands. And, 
you know, it's it's not going to happen on on our timelines, right? It's going to happen on God's. So the uh, one of one of my favorite uh, quotes is from Proverbs. I'm a big Proverbs and Ecclesiastes guy. I love Solomon's uh, wisdom and whatnot. But uh, Proverbs, where it says, uh, "Do your best, you know, prepare for the worst, then trust God to bring you victory." And that's what this is all about, and what we're all seeing. So, you know, again, we have to do our part, but then we got to trust in God to bring us victory. And we know that's going to happen. So um, it's going to get better. We know that uh, we're going to need new representation across the board. We realize now how corrupt our leaders are, uh, whether they were um, legally, you know, put into to power or not. We now know that we have serious uh, shenanigans going on with our, uh, let's just call it election system. Um, we realize that we're being failed by pretty much everybody that uh, we're supposed to be able to count on. So this is, um, it's a global movement. It's a global awakening. People are all starting to see this stuff. And um, I'm excited for what we're going to have after we get through uh, this this uh, bumpy journey, right? Because it's going to get even more wild. People are going to be they're going to freak out. You know what I mean? Because this isn't going to be all nice and tidy and cleaned up and just, you know, like on our timeline, on our time frame, like we want it like now. This is going to this is going to take a minute. It's going to take a minute for this stuff to get cleaned up. Um, what I've always wondered is how long it's going to take to actually drain the swamp. I know we get Trump. I know that. I just don't know how long it's going to be before we get that satisfaction of seeing these traders actually do the perp walks. I don't know how long that's going to take because he's got his hands full with a lot of things right now, but I can't wait to see that. But um, again, you know, it will all happen. This is all in God's hands. Uh, we know that he wins, but uh, we have to also show our civil disobedience and kind of uh, reject their corrupt, um, unconstitutional laws that they're constantly trying to push down our throats. And so, like I always say, man, you know, we got to stand up and stand out and show up and speak out and just do not go quietly. Uh, peacefully, of course, with without uh, without violence. But it's always great to uh, to have Craig on. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be doing this like I think um, every Wednesday, um, you know, give or take. There might be a couple where um, he's not able to or I'm not able to. Uh, I think uh, I was planning on trying to do a video for you all, doing a little live stream on Christmas, maybe Friday kind of go over uh, the electoral votes, um, what it all means, um, how how Pence could play a role, how the Constitution says he does play a role. Um, again, don't freak out if he doesn't play a role tonight by midnight. I'm not saying he won't, but I'm just saying, you know, there's plenty of other ways uh, for us to be victorious in this without having to put all of our hopes on that. So maybe Friday, uh, I'll do like a, a quick live stream, go over some of that stuff with you all. And then Saturday, I think I'm on Methods channel. So everybody knows Methods. He's incredible dude. Uh, love the guy. Uh, he's awesome. Just like Craig. Love you. You're awesome. Um, so we'll be over there, I think, um, Saturday, I think on his channel, 5 p.m. Saturday, I think on DLive. So we got that. And then, um, of course, we'll be back here, I think, next Wednesday. And, um, yeah, I've got a, a little video to play. Hopefully I don't get a copyright strike on this one. I have a bunch that uh, Aaron, you know, my son, you know, put together for us. But a lot of them, they have, you know, uh, typical music in it. So we'll get flagged right away. This video will just disappear uh, right off right off the Internet. It'll, it'll be gone. So I, hopefully we don't get in trouble for this one. I got in trouble for the uh, the National Anthem song believe that the national anthem song the one we played on the outro the last video we got in trouble for that so anyways trying to keep the channel going um but uh yeah with that i'll, I'll play this video um unless craig you got anything else um you want to tell people before we uh before we end this 
Uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you to everybody out there. And don't worry, like Robert said, you know, we're going to get through it. If, if it doesn't turn out the way you, you want it every, you know, at each moment, you got to have faith and have the, the ability to look forward and understand that we, we will have the outcome we need as long as we keep our faith in God. And uh, if you guys want to find me anywhere else, you can find me over at justinformednews.com. That's the official website. And I'm also on Rumble, rumble.com slash justinformedtalk and uh, bitshoot.com slash justinformedtalk. And obviously, uh, funding's been tough lately, given the uh, removal of my channel from all these platforms being kicked off and blacklisted by big tech. So if the links will be, he always helps me out. Robert does great. He puts the links down in the description. So if you want to make a contribution, there should be a link below this video to go to Fundly dot com slash support dash just informed dash talk if you want to make a donation so i really appreciate it thank you so much robert thank you to your audience and uh, just stay strong patriots and, and merry christmas and god bless all of you yeah god bless y'all love y'all and again we'll probably be back friday saturday for sure got a couple videos on the way out some are uh you know some are awesome and this right here this this first one i'm going to play for you says it all all right. This says it all. This is one of the reasons why um, you don't have to worry. We know that Trump wins and this is why. So anyways, love y'all. God bless y'all. And we will catch you on the next one. How would your coworkers, peers describe you? As somebody who never gives up. We never give up. We can never give up. Right? Never. Hey, peeps, just a friendly reminder, Crypto Beetle shows are never financial advice, recommendations, or trading strategies. The views expressed here are solely that of Robert Beatles and his guests. Robert Beatles is the co-founder of the Monarch Wallet, host of Trading New Sessions, Crypto Beatles on YouTube, and on several entities. Robert's opinions here do not reflect that of those entities. Some information shared here may not actually be factual. These shows are for information and entertainment purposes only. Never invest a single Satoshi or penny in anything without first seeking the counsel and advice of a professional financial advisor. Robert Beatles is not a financial expert or advisor. Investing in anything is super dangerous. You can lose all of your money, so always trade at your own risk. Please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. God bless you. Love you. And I'll catch you on the next one.